Hey everyone, Mundo here. If you would like to support the show, please head to patreon.com slash crimeandcourtusa. Yo, what's up everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of Crime and Court USA. I'm recording this on April 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Mundo Carrillo. I hope you guys are doing well. So yeah, I'm a day late on this one. I apologize for that. On Wednesday, which is the day that I normally record, I had to go to Albuquerque, the big city, for an MRI for my uh, continuing battle with cavernous angioma i won't say battle it's not much of a battle it's just a a struggle it's a light struggle sometimes it messes with me but it's not too bad some people have it a lot worse than i do but anyways as part of it you know they want me to get mris every three months or so just to make sure that the uh the blood vessel in my brain isn't you know bleeding or overflowing or getting bigger or whatever they want to make sure that it continues to get smaller so i have to go take these mris which you know what an mri is fine honestly i've been having them Ever since I was in high school, I pretty much fall asleep in them, like no joke. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's basically you go into this metal tube for, I don't know, 30, 30 to 45 minutes, it's kind of long, and you have to like sit completely still, and it's super loud because it's like magnets and stuff, taking this, taking these uh, images of your insides. So super claustrophobic, super loud. Some people don't like them, but honestly, I really don't mind them. What I do mind is that... <laughs> For these ones, I have to get a contrast, so they put, like, this dye or some shit, like, right into your veins, and I don't know, anything nowadays with, like, needles and, like, getting poked for IVs or having blood drawn, I just, I just can't take it anymore, (laughs) because I've had, I've been poked so many times in the last year or so, that I'm just, like, so over it, and, like, I feel, I feel bad for, like, this poor dude just, like, just kept on poking me, man, just, like, couldn't find a good vein, like, I don't know, I heard that your veins collapse after a while, like, after they get poked so many times. Like, drug addicts, I guess, have to find, like, new veins <laughs> in questionable places. But uh, finally, he got into my hand. And the thing about this dye is that it makes you, like, super, super sick. Like, I guess your body sort of rejects it. Like, at first, where every time I've ever had it, I've just, like, coughed up super crazy and, like, almost, like, I felt like puking. I didn't quite puke, but I felt like puking. And you're just, like, sick for, I don't know, two or three, four minutes or so. If before it goes away, but it's a super trippy feeling. Like, yeah, I just felt like puking my guts out. But all in all, not a bad trip. Pretty standard, you know. Got some beers with the homies afterwards, so not a bad day in the end. You don't care about any of that. So <laughs> let's uh, get into some news, shall we? First up, the state of New Mexico has slapped the production company behind the movie Rust with a hefty fine for workplace safety violations. Now, this is the same movie set where actor and producer Alec Baldwin shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins back in October. The same bullet that killed Hutchins, a 42-year-old up-and-coming cinematographer, also injured director Joel Souza. On Wednesday, the New Mexico Environment Department's Occupational Health and Safety Bureau issued a $176,793 fine, the maximum allowed under the state law to Rust Movie Productions, LLC, the state had up to six months to issue the fine, 
and now the company has 15 days to appeal. Stephen Friedman, a lawyer for Rust Movie Productions, told the Albuquerque Journal that the company does plan to appeal that fine. Mexico Environment Department Secretary James Kenney released a statement that said, in part, quote, there were several management failures and more than sufficient evidence to suggest that if industry standards were followed, the fatal shooting of Helena Hutchins and the serious injury to Joel Souza would not have occurred, end quote. According to the Santa Fe New Mexican, the state's investigation found that the production wasn't following its own safety guidelines and that the company failed to enact a process that prevented live rounds from getting on set. Uh, the story at the New Mexican also goes into more specifics, just about the safety on the set, how the armor wasn't allowed enough time to go over the props, how loaded guns were used during uh, times when they weren't filming. Like, for example, the fatal shooting happened during rehearsal, so that gun should not have had any kind of rounds in it at all, according to the article. There is an ongoing criminal investigation as well. Santa Fe County Sheriff Adan Mendoza said he will release a statement about the case on Monday, April 25th. So, I don't know, I feel like for this story about the state getting fighting the company, I feel like he could have used this as an opportunity to just say that there's nothing new to say about the investigation at this time instead of waiting until Monday to say it. So that tells me that maybe we'll have a definitive answer on whether charges will be filed. But I don't know. He could just use that as an opportunity to just say that the investigation is ongoing. But we shall see. Uh, Alec Baldwin has denied any responsibility in the shooting and said he didn't even pull the trigger when the gun fired and killed Hutchins, that it somehow fired on its own, I guess. He released a, a statement from his attorney on Instagram that said, in part, quote, Mr. Baldwin had no authority over the matters that were the subject of the Bureau's findings of violations, and we are pleased that the New Mexico officials have clarified these critical issues. We are confident that the individuals identified in the report will be held accountable for this tragedy, end quote. Now, lawsuits have already been filed like crazy over this, so... In February, Hutchins' family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Baldwin and other producers also back then. And EMT, who was on the scene on the movie set, filed for trauma that she had to endure during that, uh, during that shooting incident. I believe the armorer, Haneke Tedesreed, also filed a lawsuit against... Hold on, I have it written down. PDQ props? Hold up. Yeah, PDQ arm and prop. They were the supplier of blanks and ammunition and what, uh, what have you to the movie set. So she's suing him because apparently there weren't supposed to be any live rounds <laughs> on that set. It's hard to believe there should be any live rounds. So lawsuits are flying. We'll see if criminal charges start flying. But uh, again, the latest, the state of New Mexico slapped a hefty fine on the production company for workplace violations. Okay, so I've also been paying attention to this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard drama that's going down in court. So they were married for a couple years between 2015 and 2017, and now Johnny Depp is suing her. She wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post in 2018 that says she was a, quote, public figure representing domestic abuse. Now, he wasn't mentioned by name, but Depp is arguing that Heard was clearly referring to him. Again, they divorced in 2017, and they have both accused each other of physical abuse. In fact, it sounds... Pretty nasty, including uh, someone's finger getting chopped off. So part of Depp's finger was severed during an argument in 2015, and apparently he then started writing bloody messages on a wall and on a mirror and on a lampshade and shit. <laughs> that sounds fucking nuts. 
And so Deb testified that Hurd threw the vodka bottle at him and that it shattered and severed his finger. But Hurd said Depp severed his own finger when he smashed a phone in one of his rages when she was fighting with her. And Hurd is actually countersuing Depp for defamation for basically saying that all her claims are false. So, yeah, this is going to get nasty because in, in Depp suing her for defamation for saying that, for wrongfully saying, allegedly, that he's uh, an abuser, basically, her lawyers then have to go and prove that he was an abuser. And so now they're just going to throw all these abuse claims back and forth. So, yeah, there's some other stuff too, text messages that are pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> I, I won't, I won't say right here, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a nasty one. I would normally don't care about stuff like this, but when you see like severed finger, <laughs> you gotta, you just gotta look, man, you gotta look. But anyhow, that is about all for this week, guys. Please share the podcast with your friends, share with your enemies, make amends, and spread the word of Crime and Court USA. Also, please rate and review our podcast services. Check out the Patreon page too, patreon.com slash USA. Throw me a few bucks a month if you can. But if not, you know I just like you guys listening to the show. All right, guys, that is all for me. Until next time, my name is Mundo, and I'm out. Peace.